Well, welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda, and happy new year. We're so glad that you joined us today as we start off a new year together, reviewing last year and looking ahead into this New Year, and I'm so glad that I get to start off the new year with these amazing women. <laughs> Hi, Joanna. Hi. It's great to have you here, and Cheryl, Thank Brooke, you. Lisa. This is so fun, and together another year. Here we are. It's amazing. Well, let's kick off the new year with some things that we learned from our last year in 2018. I think it's important for us to kind of look back and then look ahead. So let's start off with this: a new story in 2018 that really impacted you, and why. Joe, because <laughs> she's like, yep, we're right in there. Well, some of them I'm sure are going to be lighter, but mm. one that really impacted me was the fires in California. Yeah. Uh, and just fires in general that we're hearing about because I actually had the opportunity a few months ago to go to Northern California oh. and I saw wow. where this was. So I, I literally, like, for the week that I was there, I smelled like a campfire because everything in the, you have to wear a mask everywhere. It's not safe oh. to breathe, but you're driving through neighborhoods that are just completely wiped out. Mm. It looks like bombs have gone off everywhere. It's a war zone. Wow. And people have lost everything in some cases. And if people have uh, money or resources, they're able to live with family while they rebuild their home. Um, but for people who don't have a lot to begin with, yeah. they're, they're in real trouble. Wow. And so it really, you know, now seeing even more of that happening ongoing, it's just, I feel, it feels more personal because I've mm-hmm. been where that is happening. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheryl. Gosh, I, <laughs> now going after that, I feel like, ah, because mine's super light. It's the um, royal wedding. Prince Harry and Meghan yeah, Markle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just love that moment. Um, I remember waking up at four with my daughter. We made oh, yeah. scones. We did a full tea. Oh, you did? Did you have to fascinate her? We dressed up. Oh, we did the nice. whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And we sat there. And that was a really fun, happy moment. But then I, I remember the tears flowing down my face. And I looked over at my daughter. And she said, Mommy, that's us. There's us there. Mm-hmm. And the celebration of diversity hit me so hard. Yeah, it just felt like the beginning of a new era. And many spoke about that, the sort of new monarch that's coming up, more approachable, more diverse. It just was so exciting for all of us to see. Yeah, Yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, Yeah, it's a great one. That was an awesome one. Yeah, mine is uh, the Kate Spade moment uh, where she took her life this year, and that was really... um, that was heartbreaking just to see somebody who you think uh, is walking in such success and like living her dreams to the fullest and has probably everything you think you could ever want and imagine Mm -hmm. to see her take her own life, you know, meant that she was living in so much turmoil and pain. And that was really, that was really hard for me to understand. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, Last year in August around, I think it was August 20th, um, the North and South Korean governments, they kind of made this agreement where they would let families kind of, for a few hours, they've been separated for life, they would let the families come together. And this speaks volumes to me because my dad's side of the family, um, they were from the North before there was North Korea. And my uncle, my dad, they were born before the war. And then some of the siblings were born thereafter. But then you get this generation who recognize that there is this war that's going on. It's technically still a war. It's just a ceasefire. And then these families who were split because of a conflict that was not part of the Korean people. It was just a world conflict, communism, the Western world, Eastern world coming together. It just happened to happen on the peninsula and families are split. And I remember my uncle telling me, I will not you know, even try to visit North Korea until they let me drive from Seoul to Pyongyang without anybody stopping me. And these images, the mother is over 90, the son is 70. 
right? Yeah. And they've only spent, if they've spent more decades apart now. And this one glimpse, and then the hope is, I know the story is still ongoing this year, but the hope is that God is still sovereign over the peninsula. There is a strong presence of Christianity in South Korea. The, interestingly, Christianity on the peninsula came through the north. And there is this hope that the Lord would be faithful in returning that blessing to the people in the north. And the underground church there is strong. And so it's just this ongoing reminder. There's things happening. There's, that's that nugget of, that we need every now and then just to encourage us. So that was huge for my family, my people kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah, it was good to amazing. see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of those are good. All of your stories have impacted me from last year. But I think the one that was really strong for me was the asylum seekers to the United States whose children were taken from them, over 2,000 children taken from their parents and sent away. Mm. Um, They're still trying to bring those children back to their parents. And I think what impacted me was just for me, just the injustice and the injustice of that. But I think what really got me was the response of people for justice. Mm. People from different Mm. backgrounds and faiths and and you know demographics and socioeconomic you know backgrounds all rally to say it's wrong and the reason why people are wanting to come to the United States is because they're fleeing dangerous situations yeah. and and so what i've been seeing is even in the bad the good of people saying we need to care for our people mm-hmm. you know we are this is my sister this is my brother and so it was it was heartbreaking to mm-hmm. see but i i also saw the goodness of people yeah. rising up to help. And I think in, in a lot of the stories in, in 2018, we saw that there was devastation and war, but there were yeah. always stories of goodness yeah. coming up and helping mm-hmm. you know, those that were in need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think yeah. that was tremendous. Thanks for sharing those. Mm-hmm. Those were all very you know, individual, yes. and I could see how they all relate to you all, but I think on a broader scale, as people are watching, listening, people are like, yeah, I get that same feeling. I get yeah. that. When we also look back for See Here Love and the many shows that we have taped and done, and I know we have you know new co-hosts and you were here sort of the, at the end of the year, but let's talk about some of our favorite shows and why. Um, we've had a lot of guests on, we've had a lot of topics, but what would you say some of your most memorable shows for See Here Love from last year, Joanna? Yeah, to me, anything with Danielle Strickland <laughs> is my favorite show. Yeah. Uh, I'm a bit of a fangirl, but... But so she's been with us a few times yeah. in various ways. But the thing that I've been thinking about all year is from an earlier show in previous season where she talked about we often in the story of the Exodus put ourselves in the place of the uh, sorry of the people who are being freed. But in many ways, we're like the Pharaoh who is oppressing people. Even when I think of the clothes I wear and how they came to be on you know, on, in my possession, like who was involved with that in an oppressive way to get the things that we use every day. And so she was challenging us um, to not always think of ourselves as the victim, but sometimes actually we're the one causing the oh, oppression. Yeah. yeah, that was a big, yeah. I remember that one. That was a yeah. conviction Yeah, that was convicting. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl. Uh, we're in sync. Uh, the Thanksgiving show mm. for oh, me. Yeah. Um, I think practicing gratitude, uh, walking in gratitude is a real challenge for many of us. We live in a first world. Mm-hmm. Everything is major, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And so learning, relearning to be grateful and have that heart of gratitude and to, to see God in everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It changed the way I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love the episode with Ellen Graf Martin where we talked about what a different kind of leader looked like. And she impacted me uh, by the way she, her demeanor and the way she spoke. Mm. She's a, she's a brilliant woman. She runs her own company uh, and she's an excellent leader. And she was just so, yeah, she was just so gentle and meek and compassionate. 
and I guess when you think of leader, uh, you think big and bold, and I don't like confrontation, so when I think of the word leader, I, I kind of feel afraid of it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like after uh, being with her on that show, I, I kind of left feeling really encouraged. Like, oh, I cool. can still be a strong leader and yeah. walk in the authority mm -hmm. of compassion and meekness and gentleness that yeah. she carries, and that was really impactful mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. It's good. Thanks, Brooke. Lisa? I remember the show with um, Christina Crook, and it's just like that encouragement. you got to unplug, because, you know, my, <laughs> I look at the young generation, and they're smart, they're savvy, they're technological, they're the digital natives is what we call them. And then one of the things, the disciplines that I think is lost when we're so busy, it is a first world problem, because there are many areas of the world that don't have this kind of digital native generation yet. And it's just the idea that there's a discipline of unplugging. Yeah. You cannot let the world dictate your schedule, because this this is your time. You have a limited time on this earth. You get to determine how you use it. But then we feel like, oh, I have to do this. I have to be, post this, all this stuff. And that yeah. discipline of just, you know what? I actually don't. Yeah. Take a step back and chill. Yeah. yeah. That was good. It was like FOMO and JOMO. Yeah. Right? Fear yeah. of missing out and joy of missing yeah. out. I remember that. JOMO. You're missing JOMO. Me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's good. I love those ones too. I think for me, it was part one and two of you asked and we answered. Mm. And what I loved about that is we threw it out onto social media, like, do you have any questions? And we had no idea what questions were going to come back. And there was some from how to date as a mature woman, how do you know that God hears you, what's the purpose of my life, how do I find a good church? Yeah. And we answered them. But I think for me it was like these women have the same challenges and questions we have. Yeah. And they're all searching and looking for purpose and meaning and God. And so it was mm. so incredible that we could help in a way yeah. by sharing our knowledge yeah. and and you know what we've experienced to these women all over the right. world mm -hmm. who were asking the questions and, and it was so it's a great honor yeah it was an honor so it was two shows because there were so many questions we had to do two yeah. shows about you asked we answered so i love those and it's funny because we we're kind of thinking what they actually think and go through the same thing but then you think about it why shouldn't they exactly. go through the same things as you we're all human there's yeah. this commonality there yeah so. so so you have to remember for this year now i'm going to be asking you the same thing next year <laughs> and what show that will be all right um, something that you've learned about yourself in 2018, good and, should I say bad or challenging or maybe needs to be encouraged uh, for change? What would you say that last year taught you about yourself? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, um, okay. <laughs> he wants to dive in. Yeah, he wants to go. Brooke? Uh, yeah, I learned last year about myself that I can do it. Um, I can do it afraid. I can do it uh, uh, you know, when I don't feel like doing it, but I've just learned that, like, I can do it. And God's seen me through mm -hmm. on many situations. And I, I left last year feeling very encouraged uh, and excited for the year ahead. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, for Joe. me, it's about, like, in the, that I can do it, he can do it, but his timing is the thing I think I learned most about. Mm -hmm. That when we try to get at something before it's time or we... Um, we stay in something too long that, you know, we know we should get out of, like, my runs to McDonald's for a Big Mac. <laughs> it. But, uh, it, yeah, it's whatever, whether it's timing to start or timing to end something, that his timing is always best. And when we do it in our timing, it doesn't work out well. And then I've been learning more and more to trust yeah. that yeah. his timing is right. Ooh, yeah. That's yeah. good. That's, mm -hmm. that's good. Cheryl? Uh, I got really challenged in the area of trusting God. And, you know, I find that um, it's very easy for me to speak, teach it, preach it, whatever. Um, but in the times of storm and struggle, I, I found myself still going like, ah, is this going to work out? And mm -hmm. uh, so I was challenged sort of internally to really 
walk what I talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> walk what I talk. And yeah, so trusting God yeah. is, uh, it, 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 it's a real challenge when you're in the storm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy to, for us to be on the show. Yeah, and say it and be like, hey. But actually do it. Like, come on. Yeah, that's good. Lisa? Um, for me, um, there's this concept that had been resonating in my mind and still does, continuing on, that in leadership, in biblical leadership, there's a lot of restraint. Um, you see this in King David, you see this in Jesus Christ, and the ultimate example is, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do, and just restraining all the power that he could have had to come down from the cross when people mocked him. And I've, I learned it, the same lesson, whereas I have been able to show more restraint in leadership roles and but at the same time you're always like there's just because you can doesn't mean you should there's a timing a measured timing to things how to do it and restraint in um, sometimes leniency and leniency is not always good but how that comes out so for me this idea of restraint God's wrath restrained poured out on Christ his love that overcomes so it's just this concept that has been resonating in me that's good Mm -hmm. I think last year uh, was good and a challenge. I think when you launch something new, Mm -hmm. you have this entrepreneurial spirit and you just want to go, but you also have family and people that are journeying with you that are not in that same lane and in the same hype and excitement of it all. And I think what I learned, you know, as newly married and, you know, sort of second year, going into third year, is that there's got to be that balance. Like, yeah. mm. you know, Chris is an amazing husband, but, you know, I can be focused in, but I don't want it to be at the cost of my marriage and my relationship with him. Yeah. Mm. So it's that learning of saying, you know, how do I not work like crazy, even though I love work and I want to do it, and restrain and keep mm. back and say, whoa, I need boundaries yeah. Yeah. around that time because he is more important than actually my job that can be all consuming. And so that was interesting because I've always struggled because I have great relationships, but sometimes work and other things can become my my priority and focus. Mm -hmm. And I actually forget the relationships that mean the most. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what this year brings, (laughs) but that was a learning. It was a real eye-opening in all honesty to say, wow, I, I really need to kind of rejig and reframe that so yeah awesome yeah thank you so again next year i'm going to come back to you with these things okay (laughs) well now let's go to our good friend author and speaker danielle strickland as she talks to us about letting go of expectations and achievement as we forge into the new year Yeah, the whole thought of New Year's exhausts me. I don't know about you, but like years and years and years of practicing the same exact behavior, expecting different results is the definition of insanity. (laughs) So I discovered a couple of years ago, another couple habits that were so helpful for me when it comes to New Year's resolutions. And they were uh, letting go, letting go of expectations, letting go of these incredible things that goals, we call them goals, we call them, you know, we're so good at achieving and we want to achieve. And we actually always think that the quality of our life somehow will increase if everything gets better, instead of really being a little bit more reflective and realizing that in some of our most chaotic moments and some of our darkest moments and some of our most trying moments is where the quality of our life, the character of ourselves, the, the, the essence of who it is we are as people began to actually grow. I think instead of mountaintops, I'm going to look for a letting go of expectation, a letting go of achievement, a letting go of more, 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 like this insatiable hunger that turns us all into zombies. I I really want to just let go and lean into God. 
that, that's one posture I'm going to practice this new year, letting go of expectation, letting go of more achievement, letting go of if I get there, if I do this, if I, you know, then, 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 then. And, and it's just like, ah, I'm going to let go of that. I'm going to let go of that and go with God and his designs for me this year. I, I think the other thing I'm going to go for is to learn. I'm gonna to try to learn more this year about myself. I'm gonna to try to learn more from what doesn't work. I'm gonna to try to learn more about what I need. I'm gonna to try to listen to others, but also listen to my own self. Like when my body's like, stop it, Danielle. I'm gonna to try to learn from the practices that I do that are harmful. I'm gonna to try to learn from those things that I'm saying that I wanna change. I, I'm gonna to try to learn this year. I'm gonna let go and I'm gonna learn. And those are not setting the, the bar low. That's just trying things a different way because I'm tired of New Year being equated with insanity in my own life. I'm gonna try some sane practices, letting go of the more and actually learning from what is. I hope you'll join me. Wow, thanks Danielle. That is such a great reminder for us to let go of all the expectations and the need for more and lean into God and learn more about God and ourselves in this new year. Hey, it's Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this amazing conversation, but I just wanted to let you know you're listening to the See Here Love with Melinda podcast, a web and television series produced by Crossroads Christian Communications. We get to produce fun, meaningful content for our See Here Love audience by the generosity of our supporters. So how can you help us and keep See Here Love on the air? We'll go right now to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. So much love and thanks to you. Now let's get back to our conversation. Well, with Danielle's thoughts ringing in our head about this, what do you personally need to lean into God more for in your life as we go into 2019? No pressure, <laughs> but what do we need to lean into God for for the new year? I think for me, there's so many things that you can do. Like the Canadian Bible Society, there's so many projects, especially with all the transitions. And what... Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I've always taught my students this, just because it's a good opportunity doesn't mean it's God's opportunity. Yeah. Not discerning that. It's like, okay, God, we, there's so many things out there. There's so many things we can partake in either as an organization or individually. So where do you want me to go? Yeah. Right? Mm. So, yeah. so not every, there's all great things and good yeah. things, but it's not meant for us to do yeah, all of them. It's not God's thing for okay. you. That's right. Yeah. And I was just going to say, okay. actually, this kind of goes with what you mm-hmm. said. It's just praying for wisdom for what is next because we're not meant to take every single opportunity that comes in front of us at least I'm not and just to have the wisdom to know what is right and what is not right Mm -hmm. and what I need to dive into and what I need to not dive into Mm -hmm. Um, just to protect my health and my marriage and my job and you know it's just yeah for me it's it's the wisdom Mm -hmm. good yeah that Danielle's hitting me hard because uh, this year's been a real interesting one and as I move into 2019 I'm doing more of this stuff Um, I realize that being better at something means I need to not be in the forefront it's not about that it's about going deeper Mm -hmm. God's showing me that if you want to be better at something whatever that means go deeper in me get more grounding get closer get lean in as she said and as I grow spiritually, I'll find my speaking goes up and everything just, it's a natural outflow as yeah. you mm-hmm. as you lean in that anointing, mm-hmm. right? That's what I want. I, I don't want to be uh, just heard. I need I need the anointing of God. Yeah. That's what breaks yokes, yeah. right? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's all about rest, actually. Ah. I feel really convicted as I look back on the calendar. I have had seasons where I'm really good about taking a day off and this has not been a good one for me. Mm-hmm. I've, I've worked too much in 2018. And so I feel really um, 
convicted to make some change because the things I want are the inside things and those come when I'm like resting in the Lord and not just going to do all the things for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, trying to carve out those spaces of rest. Um, one of the things I've implemented really recently is this like 7.30, my roommate and I, every morning, 7.30, we're studying the scriptures together. And that is ironically getting me up and going earlier than I like to be. I'm not a morning person, but, uh, and for some, for some people, 7.30 is like so late you've been up for two hours. That's fine. That will never be me. But uh, for me, that like the choice of actually less sleep is giving me more rest because yeah. I'm leaning into the place of rest, which mm-hmm. is God. Yeah, that's good. Jen. That's good. Yeah. I would say the same thing. I am so out of whack in my schedule eating, sleeping, I kind of sort of go with the flow. Mm. And actually that's not a good rhythm. Yeah. It's, it's not a healthy way to live. Yeah. Right. So I think for me in this new year, it's going to be, you know, the leaning into um, more of a structure and sort of regulated as much as I can life. Because yeah. then it allows for room for me to be, you know, intentional with my family, then work and then versus just letting things sort of like take you wherever you want to go with the flow. You know, when you're in your 20s, it's like, go with the flow. Now as, you know, I've gotten older in a new season, it's like, "Mm, it it doesn't work that way. Exactly. There's more to protect and more um, sort of a challenge to be more intentional Mm -hmm. in prioritizing the things that God wants you to Mm -hmm. so that we can be healthy. That's good. I really like that. Any last thoughts of how um, change is going to happen in your own life and how you're going to do that practically. Really quick things. You said you're going to rest and sleep and get up at 7.30. Work out. We're going to work out, okay? Oh, yeah. oh we're going to work out. Yeah. Practically for me, is I'm, just gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm allowing myself to dream again. Okay, so dream again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, pray more. Always pray more. Always. Pray more. Okay. Gosh, I feel bad. Wow. Workout. Workout. No, no. Pray more. No, that's amazing. I love that. And I think everybody who's watching listening is like, yeah, amen, sisters. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's now go to our Ask the Expert, Lindsay Thompson, counselor and registered psychotherapist. She gives us advice on how to start off your new year strong. The start of a new year can be so inspiring. It feels like the chance to start fresh, set goals, change bad habits, and strive towards being a better version of yourself. I think many people see January as a chance to make things happen. I love when people get energized to achieve their dreams and goals and use their God-given talents. The new year is a great time to do this. But if there was one thing I could suggest in order to ensure that you start your new year off strong, it would be to set realistic goals and be kind to yourself. As you spend time reflecting on all that happened in 2018 and what you want to achieve in 2019, go ahead and dream big, but give yourself space to be human. Remind yourself that you can't do everything. You will experience disappointment and there will be days full of discouragement and that's okay. Don't expect perfection. Don't beat yourself up over not getting it right the first time. Give yourself some space to be frustrated and mess up. Give yourself some space to not totally fall apart when you have a cheat day. The God I know and serve loves when I get excited about his plans for my life, but has never once been angry with me because I missed my morning run, ate a piece of cake, got frustrated with my family, or did a sloppy job at work. He helps me see where I went wrong and then graciously offers to help me do better the next time. Remember, this is the God that is on your side in 2019. So as you start your new year, keep in mind you have a big God with big plans who allows big space for you to mess up, 
dust off, and get right back at it. Happy New Year. Thanks, Lindsay, for the reminders that we need to make space and grace to be human and also make courage a habit. I love those two tips to help us start off our new year strong. Well, here at See Here Love, we love discussing Bible verses. And one verse to encourage us as we start our new year is this one in Ezekiel 36, 26 to 28. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your Mm. God. What do you think of this verse as we go into this new year? What are your thoughts? Um, To step into that abundant new life, to step into the the promises and have God be your God and the land be your land. you, You have to release that heart of stone. You've got to allow God to mold and chisel and just soften uh, your entire being into his into his hands. I feel like so many times we are separate and God is saying, look, just soften. Trust me. Mm. Let me give you a new heart. Yeah. And as I give you a new heart, then you can see me in my fullness yeah. and step into my abundance. Ooh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I read this uh, thing one time that said, if you want a new start, ask God for a new heart. Yeah. And I love that because you said you have to release that heart of stone. Yeah. I think about, like, I have a whole year's worth of things compiled in my heart right now. Mm. And as we go into this new year, I just think, like, God, like, I don't want to live jaded or bitter or, or with unforgiveness in my heart. Mm. I want it to be fresh good. and, you know, I want yeah. it to be... Um, yeah, a heart revived again. Yeah, yeah that's good. For me, this verse also um, just implies that there's a response to there. God wills to give it to us. We need to want it done desperately, and we need to take and receive what he gives. And we can reject it because we, our hearts are full of something else. Or we're like, I like my heart of stone for whatever reason it may be. But it's like, I've got this. Do you want it? And it's like, mm. I will receive. Yeah. And how many of us have a heart of stone from circumstances, from hurts, mm. from failures and letdowns? We have created yeah. this hardened mm-hmm. heart that God's like, come on. Yeah. Right? Like, come on, open up because yeah. the opportunities and feelings again of love and joy and peace can come. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that's great as we look into the new year that we don't want hardened hearts and, and hearts of stone. We want hearts of flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Lo- like love again. Trust Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that. Well, now let's go to co-host Joanna, who left the couch and is now in the studio <laughs> as she shares her thoughts and gives us some context from Ezekiel 36, 26 to 28 in The Good Word. In the book of Ezekiel, the people of Israel, God's people, were not in a good place. They were in exile. They had been taken captive by another people, and their city was in total disarray. It says in Ezekiel, though, at chapter 36, verse 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I'll put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors and you will be my people and I will be your God. You know, a lot of us want to make New Year's resolutions at this time of year. We want to do all kinds of things and set all kinds of goals about how we're going to be a new person in the new year. New year, new you. But the reality is if we don't have God in our life giving us a new spirit, a new heart, uh, we're probably going to fail by the end of the month of January. So I want to invite you today to consider if that's the thing that keeps slipping you up in life. Is it because you don't actually have God in your life? I want to invite you to pray with me to invite God to give you a new spirit, give you a heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone. Maybe you feel like your life is a mess, just like the people of Israel were saying. Would you pray with me now? 
Well, God, we need you. God, we confess that we are a mess without you. And so we pray along with my friends watching that you would give us a new spirit, that you would put your heart of flesh in us instead of a heart of stone, that you would renew us and make us more and more like you. Jesus, we need your help and we need you to do something new in us so that this year won't be like previous years, uh, so that this year we live with you and not trying to do it just on our own. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, if that's you, if you prayed about that, I'm so encouraged about what God is going to do in your life in 2019. We can't do much on our own, but with Jesus, we can be born again, made new, and his spirit in us makes us come alive. God bless you. Thanks, Joanna, for your powerful words. And if you said that prayer today, then please connect with us on seeherelove.com. We would love to pray for you, and we would love to help you on your journey where you trade your heart of stone for a heart of flesh. Wouldn't that be fantastic to start off the new year uh, with that in mind and a relationship with Jesus? So make sure that you read our blogs and devotionals, watch our vlogs for more information on how you can start off your new year strong and what a relationship with Jesus means. We are cheering you on. And always know that you are seen, you are heard, and you are deeply loved by God. And from all of us here at See Here Love, Happy New Year! See, Hear, Love with Melinda is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seehearlove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. That's 1-800-265-3100. Tune in next week for more Honest Conversations with Melinda and the See, Hear, Love team.